You're listening to the Empowering Process Podcast with your host, Gail Kraft. Listen as she holds frank discussions around how your purpose, being present, and trusting your power impacts your life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, leader, or developing your vision, you'll find wisdom and insights you can utilize right now. Welcome your host, Gail Kraft. Well, hello, everybody. Gail Craft here from the Empowering Process podcast. And I have with me a very different, yet not so different guest. And that is Bonnie. And I'll try to get your name right. Okay. Swinehart. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So Bonnie Swinehart. And Bonnie is an author. And her story is how she became an author. Certainly wasn't on the game plan. But life has a funny way of sending us twists and turns, doesn't it, Bonnie? It sure does. It sure does. Yes. Well, welcome to the Empowering Process podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So great. So great. So um, I want to take a little time travel back to 2007. Okay. For many of us, 2007, 2008, um, some people may not have been involved in this, but many of us were involved in a recession, a depression, um, property values crashed, people got laid off, companies went out of business, um, lots of turmoil, but you had a turmoil of your very own that was yeah. quite different in the middle of all of that chaos. What happened, Bonnie? Um at that time, I was working as a full-time reporter for three uh, newspapers, and um, I was on my way home from visiting my parents and um, was on a major highway and had my turn signal on to turn into the road that led to my home, and the, the driver behind me, obviously, uh, it sounds like what I was told, he never saw me. And, and so he hit me at probably at least 65 miles an hour with an SUV. Mm. Um, it spun me. I don't know if it, I don't, it felt like I was spinning forever. Um, but I ended up in an intersection going the opposite direction. Um, and that crash changed my life forever. Yes. So other than, I mean, first of all, you've got the the trauma of what you're going through. And in the middle of that time slows down, like you said, it felt like forever. It probably was three and a half seconds. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. But you, everything in your life is goes frame by frame by frame by frame. And so, um, so you got out of that or the EMTs got you out of that, you were not left the same. No, I was not able to get out. Um, uh, I couldn't sit up. I tried to sit up. Um, a state trooper had come and I tried to sit up and I just fell backwards again. And so, no, the ambulance was called and I was, of course, putting put on the backboard and everything and transferred to um, the hospital. And uh, right. now I, I, I was just in so much pain. I just, and I was so dizzy from everything that had happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so here you are 
um, in a thriving career, right? One that you were so enjoying (laughs) and now you are disabled and in pain. And so you have medical bills and then you have your own regular expenses. You no longer can do the job you had. What did you go through before you rediscovered your ability to do what you do today? Well, I went first, I went through several back operations, um, very major operations. And after the second one, I actually developed sepsis and uh, went unconscious and actually almost did not make it. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, while I was recovering from that, um, you know, I'm like, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? I mean, my mind is a mind that doesn't stop, is curious, uh, always wanting to learn, always wanting. I'm a very uh, social person, as you can probably tell. I talk a lot. And so um, many years ago, my husband asked me to take a course in the, through the Institute of Children's Literature. So anyway, I started pulling out all of my um, writings from the past basically children's writings. And in that stack of writings, I found what turned out to be the first chapter of my first book. Um, my, I wanted to be a writer, it feels like all my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, college didn't come into the picture till again, my husband said, you need to go to college. And so in my later thirties, I went to college uh, and got my degree in mass communications and journalism. So. Right. So, so you rediscovered, so you, you were writing as a journalist. And yeah. so you were able to at least leverage that the fact that you are, were, you know, skilled in writing yeah. and you uncovered stories that you wrote while you were in school, which I yes. think is, is, you know, I know I have some poetry that I wrote. I don't, can't tell you how many years ago when I was in a, a poetry writing workshop, it was so much fun. Every once in a while, I go back to them and say, I should do something with this, <laughs> right? And so I want to stop here and, and, and talk about digging deep and looking for the strength, right? Yeah. To, to even not throw in the towel, right? For, for many of us, um, there is, this is an opportunity to choose to pull back or step into what the universe, in your case, God, yes. puts in front of you, right? Yes. And so, yes, you had the support of your husband. It doesn't matter if you weren't ready. What happened that you turned in that direction and, and asked for help and gave in. And that's the key gave in. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I've been spiritual all my life. Um, I, and I always believed in God and there was a period where I was very angry. Um, and very, just felt very alone. And I had I just felt like I, I came to a crossroads where I had a choice where I could either say, okay, 
this is going to win this disability, this pain is going to take over my life, or I'm going to rise above it. And so I know deep down in my heart that God gave me the strength. There's that um, old saying where when you couldn't walk, God carried you. And I feel like there was many times in my life, but especially through that period that God carried me when I couldn't take the next steps, literally take the next steps. Literally, right. Right. And, uh, and so that is a very interesting point because what I have experienced for the most part, and again, you know, nothing is 100%, but so many people either through adversity or something in their life happens where they are at the lowest of lows. Yeah. Right. And it, and they have a choice. And, and I know people where the choice, they literally had the gun in their mouth and, and passed out. So God saved them. Right. And, you know, or, you know, drug overdosed and came to and made a change in their life. God saved them or the universe saved them, but it doesn't matter what you believe in something greater than you stepped in. Right. And still at that point, you have a choice to say, yes, I see that you stepped in, get out of my way. I really don't want to do this anymore. Or I see you stepped in, then you need to give me the strength. Yeah. Um, I think that I also, God gave me an ingrained, um, maybe even as far as saying stubbornness, because I'm a fighter. And if somebody tells me, and this is I I tell people this, if you tell me I can't do something, I'm sorry, but I'm going to do everything in my power to prove you wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's my mindset. It's always been my mindset. And I think that, you know, God knew my future long ago. And maybe that's why I was born with that ability, that fighting ability. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and your talent I, I know not only that I believe, but I know we, we all have a unique gift, right? And a unique way of looking things. We are born with it. And our journey is to first discover what it is and then share it with the world, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, mine is truth. And this is sharing it with the world, sharing the truth with the world. Whether the world is ready to hear it or not, I'm going to talk about it. Right. And so you discovered that chapter and then you started to write your story. So you wrote your first children's book. Um, What was that like writing it and then trying to get it published? I loved writing it. Um, All my books are historic fiction and they take place in the 1930s in Pennsylvania, Dutch country. And my roots are very deep Pennsylvania, Dutch and German. And I live in Pennsylvania, Dutch country. (laughs) So um, the settings seem natural. They always say, write about what you know. And the character in the first book is um, what I call a big time prankster. And my father used to tell me stories about the pranks that they pulled on their teacher when they went to one, and my mom, when they went to one room schoolhouses. And so that became the setting for my book. And the Belschnickel I had gone to uh, some presentations and one I did a news story on uh, the Belschnickel and I just 
combine the two together. And what I'm not a, one of those people that plots everything out. I don't make an outline. Um, people have a hard time understanding that, but I'm a pantser. I um, write by the seat of my pants and the story comes to me in my head as I am writing. I totally get it. I, I totally get it. So you know, I absolutely write the same way. Literally thoughts will come to me and I'm like, okay, all right, I'll, I'll put that out there. And, and I'll get Gail, were you in my head? I mean, you're, you're, I definitely felt that yesterday or thank you for bringing, there is a, a, an energy, if you will, call it a divine presence, call it the universal mind, call it the energy is elevating and people are getting on board and we're communicating at that level, right? Um, and people are no longer holding back. So your ability mm-hmm. to tap into, I call it flow, right? To tap into flow, right? And and if anyone has ever done that, and and you all have, by the way, because you've driven and then wondered how you got someplace, that's flow, uh, yeah. okay? <laughs> so, you know, don't say you don't know what flow is because you're in it frequently. Yeah. Um, it's just when you're in there and aware that you're in it, it's so delicious. It's so exciting. Time that has, there's no reality with time. I could spend an hour writing something. And when I'm done, I, it's huge what I wrote, or I could spend five hours writing and feel like I've only been there an hour. Yeah. Right. I in know both, that feeling. <laughs> right. Right. In both yep. cases, you're in full because yep. it's coming and, and you, and you want it to go. Athletes are in the zone. That's flow. Special forces. If you can't get into flow, you don't get into special forces, right? Um, it, it, there's definitely certain companies really look for executives that know how to be in flow. It's a creative, intuitive, knowing state of being, right? And that's connecting with you, with your God. Your God is my God. It's one God. With the universe, it's connecting up, right? And then bringing that down into the third dimension so that people can share what it is that you experienced yeah. in that, right? And so you wrote your, your first book and getting it published, what was that like? Oh my gosh. When I got the email um, that said that they accepted my book and would be publishing it, I was like, I think like a little kid, <laughs> I was just so excited. I, throughout the, the process, it's like I, even my kid, my sons and my husband, I think they kind of humored me uh, like, yeah, she, she's wrote a book and she thinks she's going to get it published, but you know, she probably isn't. Yeah. But, so it gives her something to do. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> my attitude was that I'm getting this book published. And I just kept trying and trying. And when it happened, that, that, that took me full circle because my lifetime dream, other than finding happiness through my marriage and my sons, um, was to write and publish a book. And it happened. Right. So, but you t- tried and you tried. Yes. That's, that's the key, right? Yes. Um, so, so many times... I you know, so I work with people who are are overcoming something and we can be this close. And when you're that close, that's when most people stop. 
And the effort to finish, to get to the finish line is so much less than the effort it took to get that close. It's just one more breath, one more step, right? Right. Yeah. One more submission, right? Just one more. Yeah. Right. right? Maybe this time. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this time. And if not, that's okay. I'm, I'm used to, to the no. The no means nothing. Okay. So you said, no, they're not going to say yes if you don't try. Exactly. Right. Right. So, um, so congratulations. So you, you had your first book published, which means that it's in Barnes and Noble. It's in the bookstores. It's in the library. Right. Yeah. And you know, well, every book is on Amazon and, and my website <laughs> and your website. Right. Um, and so then you decided you were going to write more. Yeah. Um, everybody kept saying you, you have to write another Benji book. And I didn't have an idea for the second book, actually. And but I belong to a writer's group. And of course, they're all saying you need to do a second book. And I'm like, I don't know what it would be about. So they're throwing out ideas. And one of the women women said, how about goats? I thought, well, I've never been a farm girl. don't know anything about goats, but sounds kind of interesting. So I started researching goats. And. So the second book was Benji and the County Fair, which I live in county fair country. All, all the counties have, have their fairs and show their animals. And, and so that became my second book, Benji and the County Fair, and he raised goats. And it is hilarious. <laughs> so what age group are you targeting? Um, the books are targeted for ages seven and up. Uh, they can be long, younger if they're read aloud to uh, but, and I sell as many to adults as I do children because oh, they, yeah. yeah, they love the history yeah. and they're from Pennsylvania Dutch country. And <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind of like, I think Harry Potter was written for young teenagers and, you know, adults consumed it. Yeah. Just, just as much, if not more. Right. Right. So you just, you just never know. So what is in store for you next, Bonnie? What's going on? So I know, are you, a, no. did you, did I notice that you were a speaker? So you're an author and yeah. a speaker. So let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Well, okay. But first of all, let me say that I did just, uh, I wrote the third book and that was released in March. I believe Yay. it was. Congratulations. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I love to speak. I do a lot of presentations um, for groups Um, I've also uh, been on faculty at Writers Conference, and my most favorite thing to do is my children's presentations or programs. Um, That's my greatest joy, because I love interacting with the kids. I love, you know, just, they're so inquisitive, and they, you know, they hang on your word, and I don't know, and we didn't talk about the fact that I mentioned my belief in God and, and prayer and, and so on and so forth throughout the books. And so it also gives me the feeling that maybe just maybe a child that's never been exposed to anything as far as church or prayer might be the first time. And they might like, just ask mom, what is a prayer? Right. And so that also just brings me great satisfaction to think that I'm touching their young lives. Right. 
Right. And it's so important to, to um, instill, not instill children are born with curiosity, with the, the feeling, with wonder, with the joy of learning, they're little sponges, yes. right? And along the way, you know, our, our brain no, no longer absorbs the same at the same rate. And that's a physical fact. However, the curiosity of a child sometimes gets dampened as we grow older. It gets a little tainted. And yes. it is the most beautiful gift for, for me when I see my clients get curious again, right? And, yes. and, it, and it is like it, the curiosity is, well, what if this were true? Or what if this was not true? What would happen if, right? And so if you took your life like you did and said, okay, I have a choice. What would happen if I said, well, you're not going to keep me down? What would happen if I decided that I wanted more out of life and I've got this stubborn streak and I'm going to bring it <laughs> to the forefront? And you did touch on, I want to just let people know that you had a, a time of pity party. Oh, yes. Right? Many, many times I, I've gone through that. Um, and there were times when I thought that it was going to conquer me, but it, it, I just, I never gave up. I, I'm just a fighter and I've just, I just don't give up. That's right. the way, uh, simplest way to put it. Right. Right. Um, one of my favorite little ditty songs and it's long before my time. But it's the little ant that pushed the rubber tree plant. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And this little ant just keeps nudging. And that's that's how my life has been too. It's like as long as I nudge a little bit closer today, that's fine. Yeah. Just as long as I nudge a little bit closer today, that's fine. It doesn't matter how close, as long as I'm nudging close, because as long as I'm breathing, right, I can get a little closer and a little closer and a little closer right? Yes. What a beautiful story that is, right? To be able to overcome what would put most people literally on their back, right? Yeah. Um, because yes, you had surgery, but you did mention that you're in pain all the time. Um, yes. I'm sure physical therapy PT is a son of a gun, right? It's, it's a, a, I've gone through that. Nothing, it, nothing has helped the pain. Right. I'm to the point where, you know, I just, I don't want to accept it, but I, I have accepted that this is the way my life is going to be. And I'm not going to let it conquer me. I, yep. I still get up every morning and I still go about my day and I yep. still write and Right. And so I, and I don't want to put a Pollyanna face on that. Right. You know, I don't want to pretend that that's not an existence that you struggle with. You right. Know? It is so a struggle. It is a struggle. Right. It's a big struggle. Right. And part of that for, for me, when I get up in the morning, I know that the first thoughts that I have in the morning is going to set the tone for my day. So no matter what I attempt, I'm human. Sometimes I'm not perfect, right? But I attempt to make today just 
1% better than yesterday. Just make it a little bit better than yesterday. Make me a little bit stronger or a little bit smarter or a little bit happier or a little bit whatever it is that you're looking for. Or, you know, and if you backslide, give yourself grace that you, so I, all right. So I know, I know where I'm at. I've been here already. I've had days that I've never gotten out of my pajamas, you know, yeah, just didn't feel like it. So right. I didn't. <laughs> right. And, and not, I don't want to like change the whole uh, subject here, but my uh, health problems actually started in my twenties um, with uh, severe endometriosis and infertility, which was a long and horrible struggle. Talk about pain and tears. And it never stopped. It just continued. And so I've been through umpteen operations. And if, if anybody would have wanted to give up, it, it could have been me. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But that's just not me. Nope. And only I think women who have gone through that can understand how painful that is both physically and emotionally right you know because your ability you know you you, your ability to have children has been thwarted Mm. right so from an emotional perspective and and you're exhausted and you're you're trying to go through your day with the pain and you know, other women seem to be normal and you're not what's wrong with me. Right. Yep. <laughs> all of the, right. All of those thoughts go through your head. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, you know, was it God getting you ready for the big one? It may have been, you yeah. know, I came to, a, um, I don't want to call it a bargain because you don't bargain with God, but <laughs> an um, agreement, <laughs> <laughs> but I did come to, to, um, I guess a realization, I'm not quite sure what the word is, but uh, I started instead of praying to God, you know, please let me have a child. I, because it went so long and it just didn't happen. And I finally just said, okay, God, if this is what you want for me not to have any children, I will accept that. But if you do give me a child, I will make sure that he or she grows up to know you and to love you. And that's how I came to terms with it. Yeah. And I, and I think when you come to terms with whatever and however, right, your adversity in, in your life is, uh, that is a point of surrender, right? And it's at the point of surrender where you ugh, drop the resistance. Mm-hmm. And that's where possibilities happen. Yeah. I mean, it happened and boy, the doctors never thought it would. Even after major surgery, they said, well, the one doctor told me later that when they walked out of the operating room, my doctor and the other surgeon looked at each other and just shook their heads now. Yeah. They were wrong. They were wrong. Right. (laughs) Right. And it, and it is the resistance that you give. And so that's the surrendering. And again, if it doesn't matter whether you believe in God or if you don't believe in God, that act of surrendering 
And right. that dropping the resistance is where you allow the flow of of life force. Yes. To come in. It allows you to move on, take the next step. Right. And you just keep taking the next step and right. the next step. And and you don't have to know what that next step is. No, no, no. no. Not at all. So Bonnie, if people mm-hmm. wanted to, though you did mention it, wanted to get in touch with you to know more. And if they wanted to get your book, how would they do that? Okay. Well, like you mentioned, it is on um, most all of the major uh, outlets. Um, but my website is author Bonnie Uh, and so my books are all on there. Um, I wrote the three books. Also, I wrote a study guide that went with the first book for homeschooling, uh, mothers and fathers and whoever's doing it. <laughs> so yeah, um, they're fun. Uh, they keep you on edge. The second one is hilarious. The third one will keep you guessing from the beginning to the end because it's a mystery. And the kids will come out of it without being like shoved into it with the ability to recognize right from wrong, to make better decisions. Um, Yeah, that's my hope. That's my intention. I think I have my next Christmas gift for my grandson figured out. <laughs> so I'm always How old is he? Um, he's eight. Oh, he's perfect age. Right. That's perfect why I asked. Yep. 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 That's why I asked. Yep. Yep. And I think um, I know his family will love it. His his mom and his dad and his sister, who is older, will probably enjoy it as well. So yeah. Uh, so everybody, you know, the, the contact information for Bonnie will be in the show notes if you missed it during our conversation. We want to be sure that you do reach out and check out her books. If you know someone who who could use that, there's plenty. And as an adult, you may want to even t- check it out. This is Gail Craft from the Empowering Process podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. If you know somebody who really could get something out of this, please do share it with them. If a question came up, or concern, comment on it. And I'll reach out to Bonnie. We'll get back to you. And as always, do subscribe because you want to know when the next podcast is available. Thank you so much, Gail Craft. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye, Bonnie. Thank you. Bye. So nice meeting you. Face to face. Yes. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for listening to the Empowering Process Podcast. Be sure to visit Gail at gailcraft.com to learn more about how she serves thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and goal seekers. And remember, if you like this broadcast, be sure to share and subscribe so you don't miss an episode.